Hello and welcome to the Harrogate Podcast with me, Andrew Gray. Today, for the very first time, the Harrogate Podcast is on the road, believe it or not. I'm here with Jem Henderson, the founder of IndieWorks Collective Harrogate at 53 Grove Road, which is near the fire station in Harrogate. Jem, thank you very much for hosting today's podcast and uh, thank you for showing me around before we started. Thank you for having me. I've never been to this space before, although we've known each other for some time and I knew you were involved in the IndieWorks concept. Just wandering around here is really is a sight to behold. I encourage any listener, if they have the chance and if the founder here allows you, and I'm sure she will, come and have a look at Grove Road. It's quite a unique space. It does not feel like you're in Harrogate, sort of rarefied, dignified Harrogate, not at all. It's modern, it's funky, it's indie, it's (laughs) one of the most unusual, interesting places I have been to and it's a pleasure to come here. So well done with what you've uh, produced so far and let's go and explain to listeners what it is that you have done. So Jem, you explained to me earlier that uh, IndieWorks opened nine days ago, so we are in its infancy. Yes. Explain to our listeners what is the IndieWorks Collective, please. So IndieWorks Collective is a co-working space and innovation hub um, in the heart of the Harrogate business community. Uh, The plan started around 18 months ago um, when I read Harrogate Borough Council's Economic Growth Strategy 2017 to 2024 um, document. You must be one of the few people who've read that. (laughs) Well, um, I guess, yeah, probably. I don't know why I read it. Anyway, I read this document and... um, and it's really interesting. It talks about um, a, a lot of things, positive things about Harrogate. Like we've got a lot of startups here. We've got a really well-educated population. But it also talks about the fact that that well-educated population get on the train or get in the cars at eight o'clock in the morning and go somewhere else because there isn't enough professional work here. A lot of people in this town work in restaurants or, or shops or you know poorly paid jobs. So. The idea was born essentially to go, well, how can we create better jobs for Harrogate, make more money for the people here? Um, so I rang Alistair Forbes at the council, who is a absolutely fantastic chap, yes, and is. went, so Alistair, I've read this document, and uh, as far as I can see, this is not a strategy document, this is a vision document. This is talking about where you want to be. You want more creative and digital businesses, you want more office space. How are you going to get there? And he went, um, uh, and I went, okay. And I went off and I wrote a 20-page business plan with the help of the Adventure Programme. And, yeah, kind of went through some trials and tribulations. But, yeah, we opened here nine days ago. We had our launch on Halloween. Um, we were really lucky. Cold Bath Brewing donated a 24-pack of their lovely beer. Um, yep. And uh, got some just cheap Asda pizzas. Um, and yeah, launched with a bang. I was terrified. 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting on the desk in reception and nobody has come. And then Paul Rawlinson from Balthasons popped in to say hello. And then somebody else came and then somebody else came. And then by about three o'clock in the afternoon, I think we were pretty much full. And it was like, yes, I've done it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was our inception. It's and for those who don't know, Jen, what is a sort of co-working space? Okay, so I guess co-working is, is a pretty new business model. Um, f- 
it, it just is a it's a shared office space it's open plan you can either drop in and just sit where you want take a desk you know rock out on the super fast wi-fi have some coffee and put your headphones on and crack on and do some work or you can take a permanent desk and be here all the time have your pc on the desk um but essentially co-working for me the co stands for community um and that's at the heart of what we're doing here so i have been a freelancer for six years working from home on my own talking to the fish and honestly you go a bit crackers so the idea of building a community hub for businesses um that's one of the places where the idea came from so i guess it's community working for me um i don't know if that's technically what it stands for that's definitely what our ethos is though got it and so is it expensive i'm assuming not no no so we're 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 a limited company but we're running a social enterprise model i am not here to make money money essentially because i'm a bit crackers um so if you just want to come for the day it's 18 quid that includes all your tea and coffee and we've got really good coffee from uh, north star over in leeds it did look good it's pretty tasty um uh, yeah so essentially if you're a freelancer who would normally sit in a coffee shop you probably spend 18 quid sitting there eating sandwiches and drinking your overpriced flat whites where well, you can come here and do exactly the same thing but instead of being somewhere where it's noisy um, you know, there's coffee cups and grinding beans and screaming children. You know, this is a, it's a professional environment, but it's also quite relaxed. Um, so if you've got, I don't know, if you're a graphic designer and you need some words doing for your poster, there's probably somebody in the space who's a writer who you can bounce some ideas off because that's, that's at the heart of what we're doing. It's about people talking to one another and everybody growing together so the sum is greater than the total of the parts of the collective. And although you've only just started, do you actually formalise that within those who are already in the space? And by the way, there was lots of people in the space. It was totally buzzing and professional and people getting work done in a, in a nice, open way. But do you have like a, every Thursday, everybody gets together and says what they do in a sort of networky way? Or is it just much more relaxed and you get to know who you get to know? It's a bit of both. So we've, we've had, already had our first networking event, which was called Serial Networking. Uh, essentially, that is breakfast cereal. I bought, you know, those variety packs of Kellogg's oh, yes. with the cocoa pops. I love them. <laughs> um, we bought some of those and you can sit and, you know, eat a bowl of cornflakes and chat about your business problems. Um, but we're not trying to be pushy. We don't want salespeople in the space. I think that would really ruin the ethos. I don't want somebody going, I can fix your problems. I want somebody who goes, can I help you with your problem? And I think that's really key to what we're trying to do here. Um, but yeah, we're running all sorts of events. We've got an event um, 29th of November. We've got Lightstar apps coming over from Platform in Leeds. They've been running uh, an event called the Digital Coffee Morning really successfully for two years, which is where they get people together to basically brainstorm a an app which can benefit people. Um, and so, yeah, they're going to come and that's kind of more of a formal networking thingy that we're doing. But it's... It's a mix and mix and match. I do want people to to come here and not be afraid to ask for help because I think as a business owner, that's one of the hardest things you can do. But we want to make it so it's not hard. You just go, ah, I need this, and somebody hopefully will go, I can help you with that, and that's it. That's that's IndieWorks. And how many businesses can you have at any one time? Um, I think we're set up. We've currently got twenty four spaces. 
uh, that's formal desk spaces. We've got the meeting room, which is eight people. It's got a 50 inch screen. So if you've got kind of like a presentation to do for external clients, you can come here and use that. Um, or if you're running a workshop for a small number of people, we've actually got um, another space which we're sitting in today, which is a really light, bright, colourful room, which we're going to be using for breakout events for the big corporates through to, we had a lady in this morning talking about running a printmaking class. So yeah, a big, a mix. The idea is IndieWorks Collective, if you see the logo, uh, the IndieWorks bit is written in this really scruffy, squiggly writing and then Collective is quite formal because what we're trying to do is bring together these creative types with the businessy types. I mean, I have purple hair and tattoos, but I think I sit I have a foot in both camps. You know, I'm really entrepreneurial and actually secretly very sensible. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Despite the not sensible looking hair. Yeah, but there's also that bit of me that, you know, is creative, is, you know, I've got a master's degree in creative writing. I'm a poet. I've been involved in things like the Harrogate Fringe Festival, all sorts of arty, weird and wonderful things. In fact, I've got an art degree. But I think one of the things that I've, I don't sound big-headed, that I'm really good at, is being a translator between those two camps. It's what my um, my job has been for the last couple of years at, at Digital Catapult, to be able to know how to say what one team is doing to another, whether that's government and business, whether that's academia and government, just to sit in the middle and go, I can help you talk to one another. Essentially, that's, on a small scale, what IndieWorks is about, is about creating that space for people to communicate effectively. And describe for our listeners the decor, because this is not a standard <laughs> office yawn. Um, we this is unusual. Uh, we, were, so we were quite lucky. We, we unfortunately lost £12,500 worth of funding just before we opened. And that was <clears throat> my working capital. So it was a bit of a panic, and um, we had to kind of scrabble and find you know i had all my desks planned out and we bought some of those desks but what we also did was we got given some tables from major toms we got um, a fantastic deal from steve over at paul bank vintage interiors who did uh these snazzy 1970s school chairs that are, bl- are yeah, brown I'm not sure pointing on the <laughs> Sorry, podcast yeah. is going to work yeah no I'll point and I'm trying to describe it we've got 1970s school chairs these chairs that we're sitting on uh, were donated they're just from Ikea um, yeah it's a haphazard I guess is the is the furniture we've also we got given a foosball table which is very important I think it's the rules as a co-working space you have to have a foosball table or a table tennis table perhaps Ah, but the thing is about table tennis is if you hit a ball and, it goes, and then you're going to get something yeah, in the eye true. I mean you're going to have to be seriously playing table um, uh, foosball to, to get yeah anyway um, so in terms of the artwork mm-hmm. in terms of the artwork we've got it's a real uh, mix of Stuff that I have picked up from comic conventions, uh, train spotting posters. Uh, Once again, Steve from Space, um, the vintage shop, and Pullbank Vintage Interiors has um, loaned us uh, uh, film posters and and music posters. So we've got an Iggy Pop poster up, which I'm pretty proud of. They are for sale. Please don't buy them, though. (laughs) (laughs) But not much Star Trek, because I see on your LinkedIn... um, the, the status that 
uh, you are a trekker, trekkie, a trekster. What, what's the term? <laughs> I don't, I, I trekker. I, I'd say trekkie. trekkie. I am. I am a giant Star Trek fan. There is one picture of the Starship oh, Enterprise, and technically, we have named the rooms. Um, this is Voyager. Okay. That's the Enterprise. Um, the upstairs space, which we can't open just yet, but that's going to be ten forward. If you are a Trekkie, you will totally get these references. <laughs> um, I think the boardroom is the ready room, a la Captain Picard. What you're trying to say, though, <laughs> is that this is bespoke, it's unusual, it's unique. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a place you have to come and see to get. And I think we've been really lucky in that the people that have come to visit walk in and go, I get this. So we had a, a chap walk in, uh, Andy Backhouse, that did our branding. Amazing, lovely bloke. He walked in the other day and said, oh, it's just like my front room. And I went, yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to create. I don't want it to feel like a stuffy office. I want it to feel like somewhere you want to be, that you want to work in. In the summer, we've got plans to get some of those German beer hall style benches and put them put them outside so that people have got a little bit of an outside space to be in. We've got a gardener who's just joined as a member who's talking about helping us out with what the layout of that's going to look like. Um, so it's a, yeah, it's just nice. Are there any types of people or types of businesses that you wouldn't want here? I don't want credit companies. I don't want debt collectors. So I, I was introduced to the concept of the B Corporation um, a few months ago and that really felt like it aligned with our values so we want businesses yes the businesses yes we're here to make money but we want businesses that have an eye on the social consequences of what it is that they're doing you know and I think that we're you know we are a social company um, and that's that's who we want in um, thankfully we've been really lucky everybody that's come has been a delight. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say, oh, you definitely can't come here. But if you deal with money in a way that makes me go, oh, I'm not sure about that, then probably not. I once worked um, for a Saudi academic who had written a book analysing text written by Muslim women from a feminist perspective. And it was brilliant. It was really eye-opening for me to, to work with this chap. And then at some point, I think he asked me to write an article about Yemen. And I just went, I'm really sorry, I can't do that. Because that's the point. I went, I'm not comfortable with that. And I think it's really important to have those morals for me as a business person. I think I read somewhere that the father of capitalism essentially said that capitalism was always going to be tied up with this notion of, of, of God. This is veering off wildly. But because with God at the heart of capitalism, there is always that moral core. And as we've kind of become more secular and atheist as a society, have we moved away from this, this idea that you have to be doing good or you're going to hell? Is there any reason why a billionaire is seen as a good thing? I personally don't think a billionaire is a good thing. I don't see the difference between a person that hoards pixels of cash or a person that hoards cats and newspapers from 1975. I think they're both incredibly unhealthy. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. I didn't see it going that way, but <laughs> thank you for that diversion. There are lots of thank yous we talked about before we started the podcast. Um, you've already mentioned one, Alistair Forbes, mm -hmm. Harrogate Borough Council, um, a great guy. People in Harrogate should speak to him if they 
want to know exactly what's going on with the council and, and so on in terms of businesses and the interrelationship between the council and the businesses. But there are lots of other people you mentioned and this is your opportunity, Jim, to put it out there and I will connect them on LinkedIn and thank them as well. But there was, I think it was Paul Berwin, I we, think. We, we're actually incredibly lucky. So this project has been a, an 18 month or so slog. And in that process, we have built up a huge amount of goodwill. So that includes Paul Berwin, as you were saying. Now, yeah, Berwin Sisters. Of Berwin Solicitors. Now, Paul, Paul has been involved right from the start. I went for a, a coffee with him and he was telling me a story about Estonia. Now, Paul is he won't mind me saying this, is, is big on Estonia. And he was saying that when the USSR fell, Estonia had all of their infrastructure ripped out. And they had two options. They could put that infrastructure back in as was, or they could look to the future and say, well, what's coming and how do we build towards that instead? And now Estonia has some of the fastest internet in the whole wide world. It has its health uh, care records on the blockchain you can become an e-citizen of the country uh, and you know, that's amazing but it's because they went how do we build towards the future and that's what IndieWorks is trying to do so we've got things like um, we've got a Lorawan gateway which uh, for those non-technical people is a, uh, a network gateway specifically designed for sensors which only uses a tiny amount of, of battery and data. So that means that if we've got sensors put somewhere, instead of them being on Wi-Fi and the battery lasting 30 minutes, it lasts for 10 years. So we've created this innovation platform, which is free for everybody to use, um, which hopefully will allow us to you know, become what I like to see a smart town. So we've already got um, the... The, I don't know if people have seen the parking sensors that we've got on, on all of the uh, parking spaces in town. I wondered what they were. So that's partly, I'm not going to take entire credit for it, but I had a conversation with Matt Roberts at the council uh, 18 months ago, and I was talking about this, and he went, oh, that's really exciting. And now we've got it. We've got smart parking in Harrogate, and I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I'm not going to take credit. Matt Roberts, he as well at the council, is a fantastic mover and shaker. Um, we've also got other people to thank. So we had a visit, um, Andrew Stringer from Stringer Mallard popped in a couple of weeks ago. He's an accountant. Yep, he's, he's an accountant. He's, by his own admission, not a normal accountant. I think that means not boring. Um, he did have a very snazzy jumper on, that's, so maybe that's true. <laughs> but he, um, he came to give us some free advice about investment and uh, offered us actually free mentoring because I don't know if you've already gathered but I am not very commercially minded I'm a bit pie in the sky I definitely could do with some help <laughs> in that area so he's really kindly offered to do that for us and I, I really appreciate that we've had goodwill from as I said Steve from the vintage shop uh, Andrew Backhouse who did our branding for a very incredibly reasonable cost um, gosh the list is really long <laughs> Yes, it is. And yeah, well done to all those people. I'm sure there'll be many more people getting involved um, throughout your or the IndieWorks journey. But can we talk about your personal journey? Because I think that's going to be of interest to people as well. I know that you were, I think, as a 16-year-old, homeless. Yes. Yeah, and so now you are, however many years on, doesn't matter, founding this incredible collective space here and having you know, been hugely successful in the creative world. Would you tell us... Your story if yeah you um so i was born in harrogate born and bred um in the hospital that isn't there anymore on nesborough road and uh had a troubled upbringing um 
And yeah, I got kicked out of home at 16 years old. I lived in a squat just round the corner from here where the mould stretched from the window to the opposite wall uh, and we were all incredibly poorly. Um, I lived in the Robert Street family hostel uh, for a number of months and uh, kind of had to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I had a breakdown at, um, gosh, I think I was 19. Um, I was an apprentice painter and decorator. Um, I essentially learned how to do the painting and then suddenly had all this space in my head to think and just, yeah, it didn't, didn't go so well. Too much thinking um, and got signed off sick. Uh, I was actually off sick for a long time, but in that time I did three degrees. Um, I did an art degree, uh, an English literature degree and then a creative writing master's. I was incredibly lucky that after my creating master's the creative writing masters finished I went do you know what I'm ready it's time I got a job as a tech copywriter at um, in technology the local company which I think is now something else um, I did eight months there and uh, got made redundant but at that point in time I'd gone do you know what the pace of the business world isn't keeping up with me so I set up my own copywriting business and um, kind of went from there. Um, I've written stuff about everything from hair loss through to blockchain and everything in between. Um, and I've spent the last two years working for Digital Catapult, which is the government funded initiative to grow the digital economy uh, across the country. I worked for the uh, IoT UK programme. That has been, frankly, the best job I've ever had. It's been amazing. So that was kind of started out just doing a bit of social media and a bit of writing and really became a really small team. So, you know, the, the programme grew and grew in the direction that the people that made up the programme took it. So it was a real, like, opportunity to go, how can I help develop tech, you know, from a quite high up perspective? And it was amazing. So whether that was working with the University of Cambridge and the University of, of Warwick talking about autonomous vehicles and amazing concepts going up to Edinburgh and running a workshop on blockchain um, using Lego which I'm really hoping that we're going to be able to bring down here and run in the space um, and working with some really inspiring startups uh, like one called Let Us Grow in Bristol which have just won a fantastic award over in Amsterdam and won a hundred thousand euros to help develop their technology you know talking to all of these startups was another place that this was was born from because it was amazing you know you're talking to people my age and younger who come along and are like this idea is going to change the world and it's going to make millions of pounds and it's going to be the best thing ever I'm like yeah I'll have some of that thank you so yeah I built this to just be a little factory dynamo hold for people that want to do more and be better you know whether that's locally whether that's internationally whatever it looks like and good luck with it and what does the future hold for Indieworks or do we not possibly know after only nine days of opening there's loads of ideas so because of my past I am really keen to support vulnerable people um, I getting open was quite a lengthy process and I kind of had to enter this corporate world and I came up with the phrase disruptive collaboration which is what we're doing but it's a really corporate take on what we're doing and I guess for I didn't lose sight of what the ethos was 
but all the council meetings and the planning committee meetings and the bank meetings, all that other stuff, it's hard to keep your creative head on. And then I bumped into a friend of mine who he had, he's been struggling with alcoholism for a long time and he'd managed to kick, kick the habit uh, and he'd started an open university course in games design and illustration and he'd been working at a, a local retailer and he hated the job because it wasn't challenging him in any way and he got a job as, as a chef again and then I, I know a lot of chefs and I know a lot of chefs with drinking problems because the, you know the unsavoury hours and all that sort of thing and he was talking about this journey and he stank of booze and you know he was he, he's trying he's back at um is it horizons you know trying to trying to kick that habit again but he was talking about this and i i just thought but this will keep happening not just for this person but for other people if we don't create a space where people can see people doing better now we have potentially got somebody coming in who who used to work at Rockstar Games, you know, and I would love to introduce this friend of mine to that person just to go, here you go, here's somebody that I hope can inspire you to get off that grinding mill of poverty and booze and hopefully inspire you to do what you really want to do. And that takes me nicely to one of my last questions is how can... People of Harrogate help you to help Indie Works. So we have just done, to my great discomfort, um, a crowdfunding video which should be going live in hopefully the next week. We're just sorting out the music for it um, because essentially we we do need Harrogate's help. We're a community-led organisation. Whether that's we want people in and using the space, coming to the workshops that we've got planned, coming to the events. Um, even you know coming in coming in and saying I want to run a workshop we're really keen to support that um, but we're also you know we we would like to see some donations whether that's just from people buying me and Dean a beer <laughs> after all our hard work whether it's from coming in and taking a desk or whether it's you know perhaps for some, from some bigger organizations who are keen to to see the work that we're doing at IndieWorks because we are here for the benefit of the economy of Harrogate. We and the, need and those large businesses, Gem, could sponsor a desk. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so we'd be able to sponsor a desk. What we'd really like to see is a you know keen business people who think that what we're doing is exactly the kind of thing that Harrogate needs because it is um, to to go. Okay, well, we will sponsor a desk, which means that you can put a freelancer on that desk um, and help them go from you know the idea is we have freelancers who perhaps have started their businesses on their dining tables where you see ourselves as the stepping stones from there through to their own office and you know maybe the new unicorn startup um i know that harrogate borough council talks about the silicon dale um, instead of silicon valley and we are really keen to support that i think there are a lot of really smart people in harrogate doing some really cool things and we just want to support that Gem, how do people contact you? How do they find you? Uh, so we've got our website, um, which is www.indieworkscollective. That's IndieWorks with an X, because we're edgy like that. Um, we're really active on social media. We've got our own Facebook page. We've got um, uh, Twitter is INDWORX. And um, 
Instagram if you want pictures of rainbows and dogs and our snazzy space. <laughs> or they can sure can just come along to 53, is it? Yes, 53 Grove Road. Pop in, come and have a cup of our really good coffee and um, have a look around. Come talk to us. Jem, it's been my pleasure interviewing you and especially doing it here on the road. I won't forget it. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much.